Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Hi, my name's Dale Barron. I'm the CEO for Fortune Bay Corp. Uh, we are a TSXV listed company uh, under the symbol FOR and also in Frankfurt under the symbol 5QN. We are an exploration and development focused company. Our main asset, our flagship asset is the Goldfields project located in northern Saskatchewan. That has an indicated mineral resource of just around a million ounces of gold, uh, 200,000 ounces in inferred with you know, exploration development upside. We've also recently picked up a uranium project right on the doorstep of our uh, Goldfields uh, projects that has potential for an Athabasca unconformity related basement hosted deposits. Um, we also have an asset in Mexico, the Exquaton project that has a historical resource of just over a, a million ounces in indicated and 700,000 ounces in inferred. Dale, good to see you again. How are you? You, Matt. Early in the morning for I'm you. Good. Very good, and you? Yeah, good. Like, um, look, we, we, we spoke back in April, okay, and I, I'll point people back to the, the link below, which we talked about business plan strategy, how you got here, team, etc. We also kind of de dealt with Mexico as a sort of outlier in, in, in the portfolio and what you're doing with that one. So it's parked up for now. Has anything changed with that? No, you know, okay. the Mexicans are a great asset, but we're still looking at opportunities for that to advance it. Okay, and you, I think you talked the last time, the, the, the most logical thing to do with that would be find a partner to advance that in some way, shape or form. Correct. That's still the plan, okay, cool. Okay, the thing that caught my eye since we spoke, if I'm honest, uranium. Yes. Right? Slight departure yes. from what we last talked about. Why? Well, I think we should just remind people, you know, our flagship asset is still Goldfields. We're going to remain focused on that. We're going to advance it. It's, it's a great project. We're starting to see some excellent results from our exploration. But on the doorstep of Goldfields, we, we spotted a, a great opportunity. You know, as a group of explorationists and with an exploration focus in the company, we continue looking at opportunities and obviously understanding the geology around our gold projects and obviously being close to Canada's original uranium mining district, we, um, you know, we were looking at the geology and we spotted this just amazing opportunity that was available for staking. So we went out and staked that and after discussion with the board, we, we, we decided to bring it into the company and, and start to advance that asset uh, concurrent with our gold project. Isn't it a distraction? No, it's, it's not a distraction. You know, had we gone off to Namibia to go look for uranium, that would be a different story. But it's right on our doorstep. You know, we've built a really good operational hub in Uranium City. We use that hub for our Goldfields project and to do exploration on our doorstep on a uranium project is, is not challenging for us. And, you know, to boot, we have uranium experience in our team. Okay, so you, tell me about the deal. I, want, I do want to pick you up on, on that with the relevant experience, so, which is, so how much, how much did it cost you? How much do you think you're going to be uh, needing to raise to spend on it? Or have you got the capital now? I mean, what, 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 what is the big thinking? You don't go make this kind of decision casually. Not at all. You know, this was a staking opportunity. So it's a really low entry cost for us. Uh, it was a overlooked opportunity uh, that we spotted um, you know it's it's really just staking fees which is a nominal amount in Saskatchewan it's very favorable that way we're able to pick it up and and work through the historical data and as we did that we realized there's a just fantastic data sets in place for the project work that had been done by Cameco from 2005 to 2008 
the ground, you know, we all know it happened in 2008, the ground lapsed 2012, we're all familiar with what happened at Fukushima in 2011. And the, this opportunity sat there with these great data sets that provide an initial basis for drill targeting. Right. So, so tell us who's the person on the team with the relevant experience to advance this? Well, I, my previous experience, obviously, I've had a lot of gold experience. Uh, but prior to joining Fortune Bay, I was with Denison Mines Corp as their VP exploration. And we uh, made two discoveries with Denison Mines, um, Griffin and Husky. Those are high-grade basement-hosted deposits. That's the exact type of model we're looking for here at our Strike Uranium project um, near Uranium City, which has really checked all those you know, boxes in terms of the exploration criteria you'd look for in a, in a, a project that, with a basement-hosted potential related to that Athabasca Basin. You know, outside of my experience with uranium, our senior project geologist uh, worked with Cameco Corp. So he's had experience on numerous projects across the Cameco portfolio, including the exact type of deposits uh, we'll be looking for. And then our technical director, he worked in a consulting capacity before joining Fortune Bay and spent quite a lot of time working uh, with fission uranium on their triple R uh, project on the, the exploration drill planning and also the, the resource work. Isn't this going to get a bit confusing for um, investors to understand what you are? Like, you know, we've got gold, got a bit of silver, got a bit of copper somewhere in there. We've got uranium now. Uh, and I get the background. I think I do remember the conversation we had last time about the uranium background and why go into gold. But now I'm going to ask the question is, you know, are you just jumping on the bandwagon or is there something you're more comfortable with in uranium? So, you know, first and foremost, we're explorers and 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 with the development experience. So we, you know, we're going to go out, we're going to always look for opportunities for the company, for our shareholders. We have been focused on gold, but, you know, when we spot a good opportunity, are we thinking to deliver upside for our shareholders, such as this uranium project we saw, we, we thought this is an excellent opportunity that provides an extra exploration optionality uh, for us. Um, in terms of jumping on the bandwagon, I agree with you, our timing could not be better to have a uranium project. But this is not something we've just quickly picked up because we saw that the spot price go to $50 a pound. It's something we, you know, we've been looking at opportunities around this project since last year, since our new team came on board. It's something you know we, we've worked up over the last few months. It's it's it, we've been in the field. We've verified these historical uranium currencies. We've seen the the historical mining at the Tenor Zone, and we've confirmed that the attributes around that mineralization are uh, what we'd call an, a basement-hosted, unconformly related style of mineralization. So we believe there's potential for something larger and high grade, which everyone's familiar with uh, in the Athabasca Basin. You, you are explorers, but the, the company, in terms of its persona and perception in the marketplace, needs some kind of structure to, so just, just be really clear with people what, you, what yeah. the model is in terms of where you create value. Where you're gonna look at any exploration, can we expect you to see diving into graphite next? I mean, what, 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 how, how do you move this forward? You know, we, we'll continue to be gold focused. We, you know, our main asset, we mustn't, mustn't forget that our main asset is gold focused. You know, we've got a resource. It's a project that has a lot of drilling. We've, we've seen the exploration upside. We're testing that. It's got development upside. We, we totally focus on that. This is an additional opportunity that can provide, uh, you know, exploration potential for us. It's easy to operate. You know, we can't say exactly what's going to happen down the road, but we've got, you know, approval from our board to start to advance this project. Depending on results, we could see, you know, who knows, a spin-out, you know, I can't say exactly what's going to happen, but we have a unique opportunity here to advance something that's a really compelling project 
on our doorstep where we're exploring uh, already. So tell, tell me, look, given your, your experience and given what you're seeing in the marketplace, and yeah, there, there's there's definitely a moment now for uranium, which is, you know, hasn't been like this for a long time, de- you know, decade or so. This asset is beside Lake Athabasca, right? Yeah. You've seen some of the conversations having, well, one of your old haunts, Denison, and you know, some of the issues that they've got with regards to getting licenses with freeze, well, freeze domes and now freeze walls, um, you know, and various other conversations being had by other Athabasca-based uh, companies to be able to get through the permitting licensing process. And you've got to have to take a view as to eventually it'll happen or actually, do you know what, as an asset, as a play, as a market play, rather than a mining opportunity, let's go with this. Let's kind of work this up, do what everyone else is doing. We'll create some short-term value and be able to, you know, use that to help uh, reduce any potential dilution for shareholders on our gold project because better value equals cheaper money. You know, I don't see this as a market play at all. It's it's a mining play, Matt. It's it's a very unique opportunity. You know, I've looked at tens of projects, you know, in the Athabasca Basin during my time with Denison. This is a this is a very unique opportunity. Yes, we are on the shore of Lake Athabasca, and that's pretty much where the Athabasca Basin sandstone ends. Now we we not in the lake, we, we are on land. You know, if you look at our land holdings, we purposely staked the area on land. It's almost 10,000 hectares in size. And um, what we've seen there are these EM conductors, which are these graphitic rocks. When we've seen the graphitic rocks in the field that have a, a, a substantial strike length, you know, almost 12 kilometers of strike in total. And we've seen the right ingredients along these, these structures. We, there's known mineralization along there. Cameco's come in and done a great job with um, uh, airborne surveying, ground surveying with the geophysics, uh, EM magnetics, and also, you know, put boots on the ground and, and picked up rock samples showing there's elevated radioactivity in the basement rock, showing there's the right geochemical signatures and also the, the characteristic alteration associated with these types of deposits. So we see a we see potential for a mining player. We, we, at the what we call the tenor zone, which was mined historically, they mined over a thousand tons there at grades of 1.5 to 3 percent. Those are exactly the types of grades you see in these basement hosted deposits. Um, you know, look at Next Gen's Arrow deposit, Fission's Triple R deposit, Denison's Griffin deposit. They're all those types of grades. And it's not just the grade. We're seeing the right types of rocks, these graphitic rocks, and we're also seeing the right types of alteration. And the, the, the beauty of it is, is there's all this, this work that historical work has been done in place to prove there's uranium, there's an endowment there, but there's almost no drilling. You know, there's only seven holes across this um, 10,000 hectare property, only three holes in the area where the mining was done. And it's, it's just simply not properly evaluated. So we see a unique opportunity to go in there to do, we, we don't need to do too much before we drill. Um, the data sets on place, they're, they're great data sets. We think gravity would be a, a great next step for us and maybe some gr- ground gravity and magnetics. Gravity can identify these bigger alteration halos through a gravity low and we can go test those where they're coincident with these EM conductors or graphitic rocks. So we, you know, we think we've got a unique opportunity to advance as quickly into a, a drilling stage and create a, a real mining play, you know, with, with exploration success, of course. And obviously with uranium comes, you know, concern, you know, you've got, you know, First Nations, we've seen them in discussions with lots of uranium juniors here. We've seen what's happened with baseload and, you know, how they've managed certain conversations. And, and, I, and I think you've got to come at this the right way. So, the, I mean, how far in, in terms of proximity to 
the lake in terms of you know what you're going to have to be able to prove technically and the cost of being able to you know deliver that 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 technical confidence um how do you go about managing that? You know, so I'm talking. I'm probably harking back to your previous experience here, but you, you know what I mean. You know, it, it, it looks fantastic to the market locally. You got a few more issues here. I mean, how far away is it from infrastructure, for instance? So you know, we 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 our property starts on the lake, but it's really on land. You know, so any mining scenario we're looking at, there's going to be a land-based mining operation. Um, in terms of you know communities, of course, that's a, that's really key these days and and really important. You know, we've being in Uranium City, we've had the advantage of being able to build early relationships with the community and the and the representatives for the you know the First Nations um, in that area, and we continue to we've continued to do that as part of our exploration consulting. So we're at an exploration stage, and we believe we're implementing the appropriate engagement consultation at this stage in conjunction with obviously working with the government on the permitting side for exploration activities. Okay, like I know it's early days. I'm not, I'm not going to dig you out about, um, you know, how you go about it. You, you, you've got a lot to do before you move things forward and even, even get, to, get to drill, uh, certainly in terms of you know, get, getting some permits in place for that. Should we talk gold? You, you, I've seen a, a press release out, nice gold numbers over decent intervals. It's... It, if I look back, if I just say this, you've done everything you said you would do, right? You, you, yeah. In terms of you know get, getting resource at Q1, you've done your 5,000 meters of drilling, um, I guess. Are you waiting for assays? There's a few assays coming out. Are you still waiting for there's, any yeah, assays? Yeah, there's still assays to come from our final four holes at the box deposit. Right, right. okay. So just, just, just want to remind myself that you, know, you, you are doing everything that you say. I look at your share price. You've come off like every other kind of precious metal um, chart that we that we look at at the moment is is it sort of encouraging well it must be encouraging to see the grades like this but is it really kind of demotivating when looking at the market reaction to to the work that you're doing when you're doing everything that you say you're going to do yeah absolutely you know we all we all would like higher share prices and, and especially when you you set a plan in place uh, you deliver on that plan um not to have seen, and we've got the results. You know, we, we announced we've expanded the Thona deposits. We've we announced the initial three holes from the box deposit. Those results are, are really solid, good set of results. So of course it is, it is, um, it is what it is. It is disappointing, but you know, gold is is where it's at at the moment. And you know, we've seen gold equities trade at their biggest discount to to gold price ever in some cases. So. Uh, it's challenging, but you know our shareholders are are, are very patient, and uh, we're looking at it as a long-term play. We believe we can build value as an exploration company, build value with the drill bits, and then through certainly development uh, on our gold project. So you know we we're going to stick to that plan, and we know in the long this is a longer-term game, and we're going to deliver that value over the the longer term. So how's cash at the moment? Cash is good. We're at one point seven million. Uh, considering you know we've come through a, a busy a busy year, busy season of, of drilling assays, uh, other activities in the field, looking at regional exploration. So you know, the 1.7 million is going to see us through to the end of the year, um, but we are going to look to finance in the you know late fall for next year's planned field activities. Okay, Dale, um, I saw the press release. Obviously, eight grams over 12 meters. That's that's good stuff. But you know what, what else can you tell us about the results that you got out of that drilling program? Yeah, so part of our you know five thousand meter phase one drilling program, we started at the Athona deposit, 
And we had some really solid results from that. You know, we saw a number of holes with grades a little over a gram a ton, over, you know, anything from 10 to 35 meters. And that those were step-out holes, so ex- looking to expand the resource. And, and those results are very consistent with what we see in the, in the defined resource already. So we, we demonstrated there's an expansion there. We also demonstrated there's some higher grades, you know, in, in some of these structures or, or vein sets, grades of 17 gram a ton and two, uh, two samples of eight, eight gram a ton, um, those over a meter. So we, we do see uh, expansion of the deposit and we see higher grade in these structures, you know. Um, the real excitement really is around box. You know, box is the much bigger deposit. It's it's 85% of the total goldfields resource and just tremendous potential, you know, to expand that. And we went about doing that this year and have released assays from three of the seven holes. And from those three holes, we showed a, a really significant ex- expansion down dip, um, 220 meters down dip expansion from the mineral resource and 100 meters down dip of any of the drilling that's ever been done across that strike of the deposit. So we, we're seeing this deposit, it's, op- it's wide open at depth. Um, the results we got, we got uh, grades of one and a half gram a ton over significant thicknesses, you know, 30 to 40 meters in our first two holes. In our third hole, we got uh, two gram a ton over t- uh, 21 meters. And what was important as well is that Within those um, bigger intervals, we had some higher grades. You know, we saw the headline of eight gram a ton over 12 meters. We also had eight gram a ton over four meters. And we're also seeing within the structures themselves and these veins, uh, quite a number of results over 10 gram a ton. So, you know, 14, 18, 29, up to 89 gram a ton. So that's really exciting. What's, what we like about what we're doing at Box is that we've changed our drilling approach uh, to, to the deposit. We're drilling in at a different angle to intersect these structures at higher angles. And we're also collecting oriented core data, which hasn't been done before. So we can actually measure the orientations of veins and structures, which will allow us to piece together these higher grades um, at depth in the deposit. What's also key, you know, one of our holes we drilled, um, which is uh, one of the deeper holes, we, we had, it was mineralized to the, to the end of the hole. And that was about 450 meters away from a historical hole that intersected four grams a ton of a three meter. So, you know, we, we, we think we're dealing with a much bigger system there and it's not, it hasn't been evaluated. So we're busy putting all this data we, with our new approach into our geological models and, and really excited by the, the bigger potential on the project. And just to add in as well, you know, those are our drilling results. We continue to looking for gold properties elsewhere on the project. Uh, we did some field work in June where we visited some of the historical occurrences. We did some uh, sampling to verify grades. We, you know, we, on surface, we had grades of five, four, two gram a ton. It's all in our press release. And we're we taking the mapping that we did associated with these areas. We're also doing a reinterpretation of, of uh, the geophysical data and we're building new models to tie into uh, the, the project and the regional exploration we're looking to do, uh, in, you know, with the aim of, of making new discoveries on the project. So how, so how much did you um, spend on the on the uranium project? It was $10,000, Matt. Okay, so no one's going to complain about that's, that. That's, a, that's the staking fee. Um, you know, it's just a low entry cost and a really unique opportunity. So, you know, I've spoken to some of our biggest shareholders you know, once that news came out and they've been delighted with, you know, what we've put together there and, and really excited about the opportunity. Well, actually, so, so just on that then, actually, let's come back to uranium because I, I was going to leave it, but because I, 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 I do want to talk about the gold because it's the core flagship project is, sure. given what you're seeing in the, in the market, 
place in terms of the way they react in the market. I, I think yeah. I think the last month or so has been crazy for uranium juniors. Anyone with a uranium yeah. asset, you've got people talking about doing roll-ups. Um, there's an M&A discussion um, going on, and there'll be one or two new uranium companies springing out of the woodwork, sure. I, I suspect, <laughs> uh, all over the world, including Africa, yeah. <laughs> including uh, Africa. Um, do you, do you think you need to maybe divert some resource to marketing the uranium component? Having seen the sorts of reactions you're seeing elsewhere, it's disproportionate to possibly the actual value. But you've got you've got to play the market as well as play the mining game, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you've got to attract interest to your story and and what you're doing. So you know that's certainly something we're looking at. You know, I've had experience with Denison. On that front, you know, we know, you know, how and where these uranium companies are, you know, marketed, and we've certainly putting a strategy in place to do that. Right, but you haven't done it yet. So I guess I'd love to hear you come back on and tell me the sorts of conversations that you're having. Um, but like I say, it's very early days. Okay, come on, back to the back to the gold, back to the gold. Yes. So, okay, so uh, we talked last time about you know how much value's been attributed to that. And obviously, today it's whatever 23, 25 million market cap, depending on the time of day. Um, you know, again, you you probably don't feel you've got full value for that. But so, how how do you go with one point seven million quid, a dollar? Sorry, between here and say later later in the fall, um, you know, spending that money, or do you just say, well, let's tell you what, we've done enough for now. We'll see what the market looks like in in a, in a couple of weeks' time. We'll raise the money no matter what, even though it's whatever. What are you? You're sort of some twenty five cents lower than the last time we spoke. Or do you say, well, actually, no, we'll just hunker down onto the new year when perhaps after you know tax loss season, after Christmas, it's a better time of uh, year to have that conversation. Why are you rushing into doing it by the end of fall? Well, you know, in terms of a raise, we, we you know, we get, we've always been very disciplined. You know, we want to be watching dilution. So, you know, we do have some activities planned for very early next year. So we'll do a, a, it could be a, a smaller raise at this stage. Obviously, we don't want to raise a lot at, at, a, at a lower share price um, and get enough in the bank to get us through some, you know, winter activities. We do want to be moving forward. We do want to advance, but we also do want to be disciplined with how we spend our money and and watch dilution for shareholders. What does, what does that mean? What do you mean? Winter activity, we, you know, advance this thing forward. I mean, sometimes it's better just to hunker down, isn't it? Well, we got you know on the uranium on the uranium side, um, we've we've put in permits for a ground geophysical magnetic survey as well as um, a, a drilling permit, which you know we're not sure when we will drill. It could be late winter, it could be summer. Um, and then on the gold side, you know, we we are from the results we're seeing from Box already, we we are looking at some phase two drilling to follow up on some of those good results we've had. So we would like to go into the new year with some money in the treasury. But obviously do that in a disciplined fashion and obviously look to do the bigger raises, you know, as we get our share price up. Okay, so I can I can understand wanting to spend the money in the uranium because it, the market's gone a bit crazy with Sput doing all of that buying uranium. Yeah, I get it. People are looking at that. People are looking at uranium and not gold. Some CEOs are telling me. So why why the need to go and do more drilling on the gold? Whenever you're putting out headlines like you've done, and the market's gone, great. But so what? You know, we, we outlined a, a plan um, to do a phase one and then a phase two drilling. You know, phase two was always contingent on those phase one results. You know, phase one, we said to the market 5,000 meters. We were drilling just over 5,000 meters. We, we've, we've done what we promised. 
a phase two program on the back of those results, we would like to start that process. You know, even if it's a, a fairly modest uh, drilling program in the winter, we feel it's important. You know, we, you know, the gold prices is, is down right now, but you know, I think there could be signs of life. You know, um, we certainly, I think, seeing that in, in in certain parts of the market, it hasn't come back yet, but um, I think we got to keep moving that project forward. You know, we want to be in a good position when gold does come back, and we've got the right set of results, and we can move them quickly into our, you know, PEA or PFS study. Right, but but at a certain size, you, you, you've got to you've got to react to also market conditions and the variables that that you know, not that you hope, will happen. And if you're sure. at that level of cash, your market cap as you're on, you're not really going to want to be rushing into, you know, a diluted fundraise. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that it might be a small raise. To, to allow you to do stuff. Yeah, I mean, the way we allocate our capital will will be, you know, based on what the markets are doing. You know, once we've once we've done the race, once we've got enough to get us through, you know, keep our story moving forward, we'll be looking at, you know, the split or the allocation between what we do on the uranium side and, and what we do on the gold side. You know, it's it, it's it's obviously we've got to look at those factors. How are you enjoying life down here at the lower end of the juniors compared to Denison in terms of decision making? <laughs> Yeah, um, it's it's good. It's uh, I think it's challenging. You know, I think it's a it's it's a great opportunity to to take something, uh, you know, make it your own, and and create value. You know, and I think it it it's not easy. You know, we see lots of companies out there, not many of them succeed, but you know, therein lies the challenge. And you know, I'm really enjoying that. You know, it come it, it certainly is challenging. And you know, being a CEO of a small company, you end up doing a lot of lot of things, right? Uh, but it's 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 fun, you know. I work with a great team of guys, and uh, you know, you involved with uh, you know aspect all aspects of the business. So uh, you know, I'm really enjoying my time, and you know, we've got a really motivated crew, and we're really excited for for where we plan to go. Yeah, no, so, uh, no it's it's very very exciting, and it's hard work, and I'm sure there'll be a few nights sleeping at the office, but that's what entrepreneurs do. But I'm really kind of getting at the decision making. You know, have have you think you've made the transfer from? big company mentality to small company mentality in terms of how the decisions are made. You don't have, you know, because you plan something doesn't mean that has to happen because things get in the way, you know, little fires break out or the market changes, or actually there's a better, like you just done with your, you know, Uranium City, a better opportunity presents itself. You get a little bit of flexibility, I think, from the market. So have you made that mental leap, that change in, 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 Decision making. Well, you know, I don't think it's been, you know, my or certainly my approach and my nature is is always been entrepreneurial. Uh, you know, flexibility in a company like Denison, it's it's you know got a market cap now of around one point five, one point six billion. Uh, when since I was you, since you left, we were, wasn't it? Did it start, was it when you left? <laughs> no I'm kidding. I'm I like think it's all the great work we put in, but uh, <laughs> the, the groundwork. Yeah, good. Yeah, but um. No, it's, you know, Denison, when I was part of it, it's, it's a, you know, very entrepreneurial group with that's had flexibility and, and it's done exceptionally well, I think, because of that approach. So, you know, my switch, it's it hasn't really been a, a huge change in culture for me. I, you know, it's I'm an entrepreneur, uh, in a sense, looking for opportunities in exploration. I did that with Denison. Uh, we had success there with two discoveries and, you know, doing that again with Fortune Bank. Okay, so let's go to Mexico. Are you any closer to finding a partner? Yeah, we, we've, there's certainly interest. Yeah, I can't say too much about that, but it's, um, it's, we've certainly been working on it diligently. And, um, you know, we, we hope to, you know, 
have something you know in place soon for that project. You know, it is a really good asset. It's got fantastic exploration potential. You know, anyone who looks at it, uh, it realizes that it's it's very unique. It's it's geological setting. Uh, it's got a resource, and there's just a lot of exploration upside on that. It it, it is more remote. It's southern Mexico. It it does come with its own set of challenges. You know, you you need also a good social program to work there, um, which is you know across the board in Mexico. Is um, but it's it's. It, it, it is, it does, it's not as easy to operate as Saskatchewan. So, you know, we, we diligently working on that as well in tandem with advancing our Saskatchewan assets and, and looking to, to unlock value for our shareholders with that project. Okay, I guess we'll watch that space. Um, will you be staking any more uranium property? Just have to watch the space, Matt. Uh, you know, there's- I'm watching Mexico, I can't watch everything. Just tell me, are you gonna be staking more uranium? <laughs> well, you know, where we are with our gold project, that is Canada's original uranium mining district. You know, there's been the past producers at uh, Gunnar, Laredo, uh, Beaver Lodge or Eldorado mines. So a lot of uranium being produced there. A lot of it was focused on a certain uh, style of deposit called the Beaver Lodge style of deposits. But the, the the deposits that are related to the Athabasca Basin, you know, the basin is just to the south there, and they haven't been fully explored for yet. You know, and that's the exciting opportunity in that area is you've got these EM conductors which you need for Athabasca-related deposits. And that model, it's been applied to an extent, but not fully evaluated. So there's there are areas that weren't, Definitely further work, you know, um, and 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 some areas that have, you know, if, if you go to our tech report, you'll look on our goldfields property, there's there's obviously opportunities there um, on the uranium side too. You know, our gold deposits don't have uranium, which is obviously good. They're very clean, metallurgically simple gold deposits, but the geology outside of that area um, does have other potential. And that's, you know, that is in our tech report. So, of course, we'll we'll keep to look on our opportunities uh, as we as we'll come, you know, always do. I was, yeah, I was just wondering if next time we speak, are we speaking to Canada's next big uranium company or are we still going to be talking the language of gold? It's a mystery. We'll have to wait to find out. Um, <laughs> but look, Dale, I appreciate the update. I mean, like, um, well done on the uranium stuff. That'd be really interesting to see how you move that forward. Um, in whichever way you do move it forward, and I do hope you do some more um, drilling and you know and try and work out exactly what you what we're looking there at Box uh, as well. So I like, appreciate your time. Um, stay in touch. We'll speak to you soon. Great, Matt. Very nice to catch up. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website cruxinvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.